This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Dury. I'm here. Don't worry. <laughs> we are here and we are kicking and we are live on the halftime show on Pulse 95 Radio. Thank you very much for tuning in. Where you're tuning around the world, whether it's 95 FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority. You're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. Thank you very much for connecting and happy Emirati Women's Day. Man, what a day it is. And I'll tell you one thing, women. Cristiano Ronaldo has been uh, has been all over the headlines right now, and we're going to be talking about him today because he's made some big moves in the world of sport. We're also celebrating some of our own very Emirati women here who are athletes who have been on the show who have blessed us on the halftime show. We're talking about them today here on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse ninety five. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that fucker goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, cover everything sport, international and local. You know what? My phone has been blowing up since the news got announced that Cristiano Ronaldo is coming back to the Premier League to Manchester United. <laughs> People were thinking that he was going to go to Manchester City. Let's discuss this a little bit now here. And what does Cristiano Ronaldo bring to not just Manchester United, but the Premier League? To the Manchester United... He brings leadership, a winning mentality, a level up in training, experience, the personality to be able to not just shine, but make those around him shine. And this is why this signing at 36 years young is going to make an impact on the Premier League this year. And who would have thought following the pandemic that we would have all these crazy transfers and movements happening? Now, why is this going to work? Let's look at the positives first here. Because Cristiano Ronaldo, let's face it, is a different player to who he was the last time he was at Manchester United. In fact, I would say his limitations could be the best thing that Manchester United right now require. So he's no longer that left winger who used to be bombing down the left side, tantalizing defenders. Instead, now he is a forward that stays central and utilizes his strengths, like his ability to be able to power and, and out-jump people in the 18-yard box. Now, that's also one thing, because if he was the old Cristiano, there would be a lot of players that, in terms of development, they are they might have been hindered, like your Greenwoods and your Rashfords and your Jaden Sancho, uh, who they've just signed now. But this is the thing now. The fact that he's limited in what he can do, he's a very, very smart guy. And he'll bring that mentality into Manchester United here. Now, a lot of people were complaining about the ownership and about the Glaziers. Well, guess what? They got it right. And whoever you're going to hold responsible for enticing 
Cristiano Ronaldo back to Manchester United. Um, in fact, I'm probably the only one who hasn't called him and made an impact on his decision to sign for Manchester United. But I think Mendes, his agent, played a great card in using Manchester City to entice United to make that final move, which I believe Cristiano always wanted from earlier this year. However, he didn't do anything because he wanted to see how the season would pan out. And that's the first thing. The other thing is the manager who stumbled over an opportunity coming into United has all the tools now to succeed. So while Manchester United might have won the battle to sign Cristiano Ronaldo, have they won the war? And the war will be the Premier League. And if they're successful in the Premier League, then Manchester City and Pep Guardiola will be knocked off the top spot. But that's not going to be that easy because I just have a feeling that all these last-minute changes and all these small situations that have been happening from Messi to Mbappe to Cristiano has probably, let's say, stunted what City were trying to do in terms of the plans they had moving forward. We all know they wanted Grealish, we all know they wanted Kane, but realistically, I think City would have been more disappointed not getting Messi than getting Cristiano Ronaldo, mainly for the conflict that it would have caused and also the uproar how Cristiano Ronaldo would come back to Manchester but to City would have been something that I don't think fits Pep Guardiola's profile as a player and that's the thing where I would have thought that if everyone knew what was happening early on then by all means this would have been a huge shock that he went to United instead of City but I just feel if Pep Guardiola was heartbroken about missing out on a player it wouldn't have been Harry Kane it would have been Lionel Messi and a lot of people forget that but that comes down to personality and that's where we go back to Cristiano Ronaldo two years older than Messi and still wants to be challenged at the highest level who steps to the Premier League in probably what would be the most thrilling the most combative uh, title race we've had in years it used to be very obvious what was going to happen well right now you've got Chelsea you've got Manchester City you've got Liverpool you've now got Manchester United are all in the mix to be able to really push for that title and now it is the time to see who is going to come out top so like I said the question I have to you guys United might have won the battle to sign Cristiano Ronaldo but unless they win the Premier League, would they have won the war? 4215 at the or do slide into my DMs at Omar Duri. Now, with everything that's happening, I've had a lot of questions. Shout out to Amda, Florin, uh, Rashid. They've been asking me so many questions about what's going to happen now. So now Cristiano Ronaldo is currently in Portugal trying to sort out everything in terms of his medical. He, he won't play against Wolves. We know that for a fact. But what will happen now? What does this mean for the future of Manchester United? Your Greenwood, your Sancho's, even Bruno, McTominay, Rashford and James were, are all in anticipation for Cristiano's arrival. Five Ballon d'Ors, five Champions Leagues. And you know what? For a 36-year-old, 29 league goals in Italy is not bad to announce yourself back on the scene in the Premier League. Now, in two, let me take it back. 2003, an 18-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo made his debut against Bolton. He might return back to Old Trafford against Newcastle on September the 11th. Now, why is this significant? Because the last time Cristiano Ronaldo played at home against Newcastle, I'm sorry, Newcastle fans, Abdelkarim, I know you might be watching, but he scored a hat-trick. Now... On this return, this shows that that anticipation is going to be crazy. There are a few things, though. Cristiano Ronaldo is a brand. 
That game on the 11th is a 3 p.m. kickoff. That means it's not going to be televised in the UK, but everyone else around the world, like if you're on this side of the world, you get to watch it. But will they be changing the times for Cristiano Ronaldo? You might laugh at this, but this is actually how crazy this is. The brand of Cristiano, CR7, is someone that has a huge say in what happens with rights and TV and everything. We also know there's been an 8% increase, raise, on the United stocks as well. So everything is going crazy for Cristiano right now. Will his shirt number be given to him? And this occupied by a certain Edison Cavani. And Edison Cavani is someone that at PSG had a very, very similar situation when someone tried to take his shirt number. And guess what? He won. When Jadon Sancho came to United recently, guess what? Cavani won again. Will United give Cristiano his number seven? And what does that mean for Edison Cavani? Most people think we don't really care. (laughs) Some people are just like, we don't care. It's going to be here. How I'm looking at all this now, with all these attacking players, and United fans, you might even look at this and think, hmm, with all these attacking players, you know who might actually have a very important role in this whole setup in terms of the puzzle for Manchester United? Scott McTominay. Who would have ever thought that you'd be thinking about that? Now, let's take off our player hats or our fan hats. Let's put on our coaching hats for a second. In that system that United play, with four across the back, three in the middle and three up top normally the wingers have a big say and therefore sometimes you will have two carriers in the middle whether it be Fred and McTominay but now with Pogba coming into form and Bruno Fernandes playing McTominay might have to be the only person who's going to have to remain extremely disciplined to protect his back four with Luke Shaw bombing down the left and Wan-Bissaka bombing down the right that leaves Varane and Maguire exposed if McTominay doesn't get it right and some people have been crying out for a defensive midfielder for Manchester United well, I think you've spent quite a bit of money now on the right players for that puzzle. So there's no more excuses for them not competing, if not winning, what they set out to do. The one thing it does do, it strikes fear back into teams who come and actually try to play against Manchester United. If you sit back against Manchester United, you're just welcoming wave after wave and hoping that you get a set piece that can actually expose them. However, right now, with Cristiano's arrival imminent and you've got pretty much a team that can compete on all fronts what is your priority united fans let me know 4215 or do or slide into my dms at omar duri there's many things happening here and and as i said earlier the person that they're saying they're saying that oh rio ferdinand sent a text alex ferguson made a call patrice evra just did patrice evra and everyone's going crazy about how this happened george mendes has been trying all summer to get United to sign his players. City apparently had agreed a deal with Ronaldo without even officially bidding to Juve, and that might have been the swing in, in all this. Guardiola, I, I never ever saw Cristiano as a, a profile player for Guardiola, so I never bought into that. And I told my cousin, you've seen exactly the same thing. I said, this could all be a decoy. I'm telling you now, there's no way he'd go to Manchester without United trying. And uh, the suspicious how Mendes used the City card to be able to entice them. But even with Oli and even with all these players making these comments, it's funny to see the fan reactions. That was another thing I was watching. I was watching fans go crazy. Ferguson has repeatedly wanted United to re-sign Ronaldo most recently in 2019 and said that all hell would have broken loose had the club failed to land him. 
Ronaldo is seen as a transformative figure at set pieces as well as elsewhere, so will he be taking the penalties off Bruno Fernandes? Hey, fantasy football guys, you might just want to watch out if you've got Bruno on your team because I think Ronaldo's going to be on those penalties. And he's now completing his medical in Lisbon and then joining up with the Portugal national team because there's not enough time to get all the paperwork sorted out and then he'll be able to come back to the UK and represent United. What has been the best signing of the 21 transfer window? 4215 at the Salat do. I'm going to be responding to all your messages, I promise, throughout the show. So make sure you stay tuned on the only place to be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot! and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm still getting questions about Cristiano Ronaldo. Happy Emirati Women's Day. Uh, and we are celebrating that by uh, mentioning some of the uh, inspiring Emirati women who are definitely setting trails for the future and amongst those people. Um, unfortunately, she's a United fan, but hey, no one's perfect. Is Arija Hamadi, who has been on the show a couple of times. You know, who, who would have thought? I might as well have brought in for the hat-trick. Um, she's still giving me stick about Arsenal, but hey, listen, no one can be perfect. Um, why in terms of... Why have I chose to highlight uh, Arija as one of the inspiring Emiratis out there. Reason being is not only because of what she stands for, but also the development and the ability to learn that she has uh, grown so much. I mean, I've been here for 13 years, I'd say, in the UAE, visiting for about 20. But um, I've seen Erij grow so much. And not only that, she's coaching now as well. And I think with that kind of stuff, it really leaves a lot of hope for me. And, uh, you know, definitely not biased towards her but I, I just feel that when I see people like that setting the trail it has so much potential to be able to create you know positive positive signs for the UAE having been uh, Arab myself from Arabic roots I can tell you that sometimes in terms of the way we're brought up is that there's a way of just being tough and being solid and, and just getting over whatever you know whatever you're you're going through but what I like about this person here when it comes down to Erij is the ability to not just grow as a person but help others grow around her and you can always tell that she'll put the work in and she'll be a hard worker and for that reason I've picked Erij as one of those people to aspire you know a lot of people in the region but also worldwide and by her Guinness World Book of Records that is something that she's obviously done but it's not just the personal um, accolades that I like about Erij I think it's also the fact that she's helped others she the ability to to deliver a message when you set the trail for someone when you when you set the path for someone to be able to grow is key because you can have all the knowledge in the world you can have all the certificates in the world but if you can't deliver you can't help those around you and i think people like arij is definitely one of the people that i i i wanted to highlight on emirati women's day because of what i've seen not just as a coach not just as an athlete, but also as a person. And that's why I've chosen Arija's, the first Emirati woman to highlight on Emirati Women's Day. The second one, a different sport completely, a different challenge completely. And uh, and, and someone that I, I admire for 
tackling those challenges with all the things that were in the way, and that's Fahima. Now, Fahima has been on the show during lockdown is when I had her on the show. And the first Emirati boxer. Now, here's the thing with Fahima. Fahima stands for a lot more than what people think in terms of, you know, being able to tackle things in silence and, and, and accomplish things in everything she sets her mind to, everything she sets her heart on doing, she does. Uh, I've seen how hard she's trained. I've seen her compete. I've seen her train um, with all different types of people, all different types of fighters, boxers. And, and one of the things about Fahima, which again is a good and a bad thing, is that she doesn't know how good she is. And this is where, in my eyes, I always say that people like Fahima, you know, stand for a lot more because when you when you come to this part of the world, there's a lot of there's a lot of cloud over, you know, how far can a female athlete go and what obstacles she has to face. Now, normally it would be an opponent, but sometimes the challenge starts from home. And when you tackle challenges from home, these are things that as coaches, we don't have an impact on because that has to be the person, the athlete themselves, who can tackle that and beat that. When they get to the coach, that's a different story. I remember her coach, Ryan, who used to spend endless time you know drilling um different combinations mitts pads all sorts of stuff and every time i used to get to to the gym i'd see them outside training it never stopped it never ever stopped and that's why i say there's a lot of things where we can celebrate emirati women all around the uae um happy emirati women's day sending you all the love blessings and best wishes here from pulse 95 radio in the heart of sharjah the halftime show salutes you and we are behind you 100% okay United fans keep those questions coming in we're going to take a quick break here some water Beyonce and I'll see you right after this enjoy folks this is the halftime show with Omar Paduri on Pulse 1995 oh he loves to fire then what a goal this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time. It sure is that time. Happy Emirati Women's Day and hope you guys are having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world. And if you are, if you are worried and like, oh man, I missed the United segment, what do I do? You can catch all the podcasts on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or even on our YouTube channel, hopefully from a couple of days' time. We'll have that sorted out for you. Uh, episode 300 was incredible because we had Brian Keane on the show, man. What a legend. I've learned a lot from Brian Keane. And I'll tell you something, in the industry, fitness industry, it don't get bigger than that. I think Manchester City have scored because my mom's just messaged me going, oh no. Um, <laughs> the fact that I'm here with you guys, I think that's probably better that I'm uh, spending it with you guys here whilst uh, some of the Instagrammers and Arij Al-Hamadi who we were just talking about on the, on the second, on the first segment second segment said Oppa so I take it that City have scored I'm actually going to check now and just let you know live um, it is yes Iko Gundogan has scored the first goal after 7 minutes so yeah I'm just going to change the subject and uh, 
<laughs> my mom's like we're playing well but they scored bless you mom right okay so happy Amarati Women's Day we were talking about Cristiano Ronaldo signing for Manchester United and uh, we were also talking about the inspiring uh, Emirati women around the UAE who've actually we've had uh, on the show like uh, Adil Hamadi and Fahima as well the first Emirati boxer to do things Fahad's laughing so I'm glad someone's finding it funny and uh, apart from that uh, we've had also a comment come in from Rashid saying uh, how is it going to be now that um, hold on where is it here Squad limit is 25 and United currently have 26 with CR7. Don't worry about that. Um, what I do think in that situation is obviously United have tried to offload players such as Jesse Lingard and uh, was it Arman, the right winger as well. So they'll definitely clear people off their books. What I'm surprised with is Phil Jones. What's he doing there? What's he up to? <laughs> How is he still playing? Um, and so when Cristiano comes in, don't worry. They won't just clear out a number for him. They'll probably clear out a locker for him. He's going he's gonna to have a big, big presence. I think with captaincy, it's obvious that, you know, Cristiano is a natural-born leader. And he comes into a dressing room that has a lot of experience. They've got World Cup winners in there now. They've got Euro winners in there now. You know, there's a lot of big, big personalities in there. So it's it's looking good for United. I have to say that it's uh, it, it's definitely, definitely looking good. I, I'm getting all these messages on uh, online at the moment. So I think everyone's pretty much losing their head regarding Arsenal versus Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium. Trust me, for not signing Ronaldo, we are definitely going to get the backlash of that. We got Lukaku signing on the first day and we got the fact that United, uh, that City did not get Cristiano Ronaldo, so they should be a little bit mad. Hey, listen, who would love to be an Arsenal fan right now? Um, <laughs> a couple of things, by the way, about the show the other day. The reason why we uh, haven't posted the show on our YouTube channel is we had a few difficulties we, uh, on the Pulse95 Radio YouTube channel, but we will have everything set up by the 1st of September. So if you missed episode 300 with Brian Keane, we'll have that on the show. Don't worry, we'll have that on very, very soon. And today's show, I'm sure segment one will have a lot of people talking. Um, I will try and post that on my socials if we can't get it up on YouTube. So at least you can see why Cristiano Ronaldo's um, signing to Manchester United is not just good for United, but also good for the Premier League. And what does he add to that? You've got to think of also the players he's going to be playing against. It's dreams coming true when you, even if he's 36 years young, it's dreams coming true that the personality of Cristiano still still wants a challenge and has signed for two years. So anyone in that locker room now, we've all been in locker rooms before when you look around to the players on your left and right. How good is it going to feel now for United fans when you look on your left and you see Cristiano, you look on your right, you see Bruno Fernandes, and then you see Phil Jones? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. I had to just do it once. Honestly, being an Arsenal fan now, you got you got to feel bad. I mean, it's, it's awful. Anyway, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. But don't go anywhere, folks. We've still got one more segment coming in. We're taking all your questions uh, and hopefully we'll get them answered by the end. Enjoy, folks. We'll be right back after this. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Duran. If you are wondering what the score is between Manchester City and Arsenal, it's 2-0 to Manchester City. From my understanding, 
Oh boy, it's going to be a long, long day with 14 minutes gone. Ika Gundogan started the scoring on 7 minutes and Fernand Torres got the second on 12. Right, good question coming in from Arij. Uh, who says, uh, Omar, who would you have signed for Arsenal if you were in Arteta's shoes? This is, the, this is the factor now. I've heard a lot of people say, oh my God, Arsenal spent as much money as you know PSG spent on one player or 10 players. Um, right now, the, the situation is very, very dire at Arsenal. Like all jokes aside and all banter aside, the players that they can attract, you got to realize that normally when you buy, let's say players like Cristiano or Varane, it's because they want to be in the Champions League. When you are no longer in Europe, you're trying to get players that either are on board with a project even though the manager's uh, future is not something that people are very sure will last that long, you have to attract or bring players in that believe in what you're trying to do. And that comes through trust and it comes through being given time to do so. So saying that, when I look at the players Arsenal have actually signed in, when people, I I think it's premature to compare like the value of the players because we all know that the uh, the package, the wage package that people at Brit bring on and, and the fact that when you bring players in, they've got sign-on fees, etc., etc., is massive. So, realistically now, the, unless a, unless Arsenal can afford people's wages, it's, it's not likely they'll be able to attract the big players. And that's pretty sad saying that this is coming from the same team you know that Arsenal have produced for for so many years under Arsene Wenger that still competed in Champions League nowadays people finish in the top four and people are very happy with that Um, if you're not competing with the spending power of 97.5 million for Lukaku you got Ronaldo Varane and Sancho coming in as well you know you've got uh, Grealish going in for 100 million Kane almost went as well if you're if you're not competing with those people it's very very difficult to be able to kind of match you know, uh, match that intensity and that vibe. So, for me, even even the players like uh, Tarek Lamptey, the right back from Brighton, uh, Basuma, the defensive midfielder, I would even have looked over at PSG and seen someone like Idrissa Gay or even um, Andres Herrera, who used to play for United. People who've got that intensity, they got that hunger, that bite. I would probably sign those on loan if they were willing to leave PSG. Of course, Barcelona. Looking at them, Inter Milan. There's a lot of players there that can't be uh, staying there because of how the financial crisis, funny we say that with all this money being spent, is out there. But I, in terms of looking at all these different teams, I think Aston Villa have spent very well. You look at Everton right now, even with uh, Rafa Benitez coming, he can attract a certain type of player. Leicester City have been fantastic with their recruitment policy. So I think overall, that's kind of like where you look at it and you think West Ham are doing really, really well. Arsenal right now, in terms of getting players and have to get players in that have assurances that this is going to be longer than just a three, four month uh, stay with Arteta. And that all depends on if the board stick with him or not. But you look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the amount of resources he's been given. There's a reason why United have been in the top four for a while now. And that is full time on the halftime show. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. It's been a it's been a mad one since Cristiano joined. Happy Emirati Women's Day sending you love from Pulse95 Radio on the halftime show. I will see you back here on Monday. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in. Peace and love, Amal. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.